Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Today I want to talk about time as your friend. That's It's going to get crazy and let's see what we can do here. So I want to talk about time because as we re-enter the world in some fashion after being locked down or nearly locked down for more than a year, like I'm assuming that you live in a place that is experiencing pandemic in some capacity, that you do not live above the Arctic Circle, that you are not a scientist in Antarctica all by yourself. Um, And so because we're all going through this thing in some fashion, but very differently, I wanted to talk about some of our most basic but important relationships as humans. Because like it or not, you have a relationship with time. You have a relationship with money. You have a relationship with energy. So we're going to address each of those relationships with an eye toward improving them in this little tiny series of coaching podcasts, starting with time. So we're going to do time as your friend and uh, money as your friend, energy as your friend. And then you can look at the whole of time, money, and energy because that's where the magic is. At least it is for me. We're going to start with time because I think it's actually the hardest. And so we can start with what's hard and then do money, which is really hard. And then energy, once you've handled time and money, energy is less hard somehow. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to go for the most difficult one first. Because I realize that saying, like even the title, just saying time is your friend might feel like a bunch of bullshit. Like time is the enemy. You might have, you know, meetings and car rides and emails to tackle. And that doesn't even include include your real work, like heavy air quotes around real work, right? There are all these tasks that don't even count toward anything else. And then there's your quote unquote real work. You might feel like time is scarce. You might feel like time is your most hated enemy. You might feel like you don't have enough time no matter what you do or how hard you try to find time for yourself and your interests. You might have experienced so much time in pandemic that you just want to skip a year or two in response. Um, So there's the place of uh, if you have kids, time is very scarce right now. That's my understanding of pandemic time is that there's, there's both not enough of it and so much of it. You might feel bored by time. You might feel stressed by time. You might feel just plain pissed off that time is not within your control. Like you personally are not in charge of time. <laughs> that can be upsetting sometimes. 
So I want to talk about simple ways to help you feel less like you are free falling through your days, which when you have a bad relationship with time, it can feel like you're free falling through your days or like you are just infinitely scheduled and you are never going to have a, a break in that like infinite scheduling of tasks. So with any luck, this podcast episode will help you enjoy the time that you've got by being fully present with what is rather than stressing about the 84 tasks you haven't done and the fact that you haven't yet watched Ted Lasso, which spoiler alert, it's amazing. I only watched it because Brene Brown was such a fan and she's not wrong. She's not wrong. It's amazing. (laughs) So when befriending time, before we get into any habits, rules, wisdom, any of that shit, of anything that I know about time, here's the thing that I know deep in my soul that I had to really, 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 really learn. This is not a thing that comes naturally. This is not like, she was a natural gymnast and did cartwheels. Like, no, if I teach you how to do a cartwheel, it's because I had to learn. And if I teach you about this, it's because I had to learn. Structure is not the enemy. When befriending time, remember, structure is not the enemy. The problem is not that your calendar has things on it. That is not the problem. But your brain will make that the problem unstructured free falls through time are the enemy, especially when you're like, well, it's my work day. What are you going to do for your work day? Oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. That's an unstructured free fall through time. <laughs> and that gets really frustrating. And you're like, well, I don't understand. I have structure. I have a time that I start and I have a time that I end. Yes, that is the beginning of structure. And then we're going to add on to that. However, If you're anything like me, I know how hard you fight structure of any kind. Like, I know that you don't want to do any activity every single day, let alone something useful or helpful for your life every single day. Um, And for me, that looked like for a lot of years, like, I'm not going to do yoga every day because it's every day and I want to have days off because I'm the boss of me. I want to be in charge. I want to blah, 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 blah. And when I eventually acquiesced to that, guess what? That particular piece of structure improved my life in a vast, vast way. And then when I did the same thing with just layering meditation on top of that around the same time as yoga, the same thing happened. So every place that I have resisted structure deeply and for a lot of years, like I resisted meditating every day for like two decades. So, you know, just like a, just, just very small, like, Let me test this out and be stubborn. Just like two decades, you know? (laughs) So if you feel judged at any point, it's not because I'm not with you. You you can judge the shit out of yourself, but I'm not judging you because I have been there and I have done that and I have resisted that. So if some part of you knows that having a precise calendar with scheduled work tasks and clear boundaries around your work time would be useful, then Welcome. Because, but there's this other part where you can't seem to change your days. Like you wake up, you get to your desk at some point, and then you wonder what to do. So you check your email, you get overwhelmed by the amount of communication ahead of you, and you start scrolling or reading emails without answering or bouncing from tab to tab, vaguely working, but without any real sense of direction. It's another day lost to overwhelm. That's what I want to prevent. And I want to remind you that for the full Monty on time and structure, I literally made a five-part podcast series called the Structure That Doesn't Suck series. 
It'll help you create structure from the ground up in your life. Whether you hate structure with the fire of a thousand suns or at the opposite end of the spectrum, you know exactly what you'll be doing at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, six months from now. So if you haven't yet listened, you can listen in at kristenkelp.com slash structure dash time dash O-N-E or just Google structure that doesn't suck or go to the podcast and find structure that doesn't suck at kristenkelp.com slash podcast. So that's going to move you through figuring out, I have two time types, figuring out which one you fall into, helping you sort your priorities, helping you maximize your time, and then nailing down some concrete plans to help you move forward with structure and with priorities in place. And then we make room for your next big thing to unfold this time with structure in place from the beginning. So that's what's happening there. And if you're not ready for the five-part undertaking of structure that doesn't suck, I feel you. Yes, let's start here with three ways to befriend time right this minute. P.S. You're probably not going to like these. That's okay. Just do them. (laughs) You don't have to like the task for it to be right. Just give it a shot. And then you can let me know how it goes. K at kristenkelp.com. Email the shit out of me. I'd be happy to hear from you. I would be happy to hear what you did, what's working, what isn't working. It's fantastic. I'm so thrilled to hear from people when they tell me what's going on. So time habit of magnificence number one is to schedule hard tasks of all kinds. So I know what you do. I know that you just make a to-do list of hard things and then that just goes, it's just a, a list that gets longer. And the truth is a lot of what doesn't get done by peeps who own their own businesses is truly truly boring shit. Like for my coaching peeps, those hard tasks that are also boring tend to be accounting, bookkeeping, invoicing, and almost anything related to money. So we're going to talk about money next time. I'm not talking about that right now, but time-wise, just noticing what you avoid. Because when you avoid the task, it grows in size, making it even more fantastic to avoid. Like, if you hate bookkeeping and you're a month behind, that's a task that you dread. That's going to take up some mental space with dread. Make that six months of no bookkeeping, and it's like, fuck it, I'll start a new business instead of doing this work. (laughs) Like, it would be easier to start a new business than to catch up on these six months of bookkeeping. Because your brain is an asshole and that's what it does. So you can avoid that, like fuck it, I hate this and I'll just start over reaction by scheduling time to do any and every dreaded business task. The trick is you have to then do it on the date that it says to do it during the time slot it says to do it. But it is important that you're willing to schedule time to do it. It really does help. So scheduling regularly designated days or times each month to do hard things is super helpful. And if you're like, bullshit, Kristen, I will see your bullshit and raise you no one, no really, okay? In KK on Tap, which is online business coaching, coming soon to seats near you, right? Like some spots are going to open this summer, kristenkelp.com slash tap to get on the wait list. We have get shit done days to help with this. So we meet at 10 a.m. to tell each other what we'll be working on. Then we go at the bullshit tasks we would rather not do until 2 p.m. When we meet again to talk about what we've accomplished and to fling confetti, obviously. So that we're in this together momentum makes even the most mundane of tasks celebration worthy. We didn't want to do things. We rallied and did them anyway. Hooray. Like, and if you want to be cynical, you can be cynical. If you want to be like, oh my God, you have to fling confetti. How childish. I'll tell you what, we get it done. 
<laughs> and to be clear, we cleared four hours to work. Four. So much of what we dread doing as business owners can take up headspace for months, but it takes minutes to complete. Like you might be like, I'm going to do this task, this task, and this task, and then you're done. It takes less than four hours, but how long have you been dreading it? A year, two years, two and a half years. Often it's not the task itself that takes up a lot of space. It's the dread of the task that takes up a disproportionate amount of your space, your time, and your energy. And then beyond scheduling designated days or times each month to do hard things, you can also schedule recurring hard tasks so you don't have to think about them. For me personally, this means that breath work for me and my practice is scheduled as part of my workday. Currently, it's Thursdays from three to four, because otherwise breath work becomes this thing that's just like, well, I have to fit it in. I don't know where it goes. I don't know when it goes. I have to find time each week. No, it's just scheduled. It's just part of the work week. For you, this might be something like social media, that rather than running out of time to work on your social media posts and then doing them in front of the TV on Wednesday nights, you can set up a recurring event that gives you time to do your marketing during regular work hours. The same thing goes for anything you don't like doing, whether that's writing your newsletter, holding a sale, or meeting with your accountant. Schedule it, schedule it, schedule it. And then you have to honor the schedule obviously, but schedule it. And then you don't have to worry about like, when am I going to write my newsletter? Uh, Friday at 1230 PM. When am I going to meet with my accountant? Um, three weeks from now at noon. The part of the pain of time and having a really unstable relationship with time is that your to-do list just sort of swirls in your head without ever Moving from to-do list to, okay, here's a list to, okay, this, everything that needs to happen is scheduled. Because the piece of everything that needs to happen is scheduled is fucking glorious in your soul. You stop worrying like, I forgot to do this and I forgot to do that and I forgot to do this and what about this and what about that? Because when new tasks come in, you look at them, you assess about how long they will take and then you add them to your calendar. If they take more time, then you add more time to your calendar, but you aren't constantly in a state of what am I doing? What is happening? When is it happening? When am I going to do that? Oh my God, I don't have time for this. Oh my God, I don't have time for that. That panic. Do you feel that panic? And then there's the opposite of that panic, which is, oh my God, when am I going to talk to Carl, my accountant about my accounting? It's already scheduled. Like, oh my God, when am I going to write my next newsletter? It's already scheduled. When am I going to write my next podcast? It's already scheduled. When am I going to hold my next sale? already scheduled. When do the KK on tap seats go on sale? It's already scheduled. There's a calm of like, it's already scheduled. The more willing you are to schedule at least some of your work time, the freer you become to enjoy the rest of your work life. Because it doesn't have to be that every single minute is scheduled. It just has to be that there's regular work days. And some days we've scheduled some tasks that we dread to get them done. And so that we don't have to do it all at once if we don't want to. There's, that way there's no more dread and freaking out about all that shit that you're not doing. There's no more guilt about avoiding your accountant. There's no vague sense of nausea about the paperwork that you haven't filled out that's due. There's no more worrying about whether your clients are mad at you because you haven't done what you promised. Because you do what you promised because you scheduled it, right? And then you followed through with the scheduling. So put it on the calendar, then do the work when the time comes. You got this. If you need help with this topic, please check out That's What She Said, episode 204, 
the quietly subversive three-hour workday. It helps tremendously. It's at kristenkelp.com slash shorter dash work dash day or episode 204 at kristenkelp.com slash podcast. That will help you. So next up is the constant hustle. One of the traps of owning your own business is getting to a point where you're working all the time because you're always working or thinking about working, which is basically working, but less satisfying. When you do have time off, it tends to focus around holidays, other people's needs, or both. In the interest of breaking that pattern, let's talk about our second habit. So time habit of magnificence number two, schedule things to look forward to all over the place. Begin by taking days off for no good reason. The key part being, in case I didn't emphasize it clearly, for no good reason. Like, of course, you'll be at the family Christmas this year, complete with the gift buying and cooking and prepping and cleaning that entails. But what about taking a random Thursday in October off for no good reason? We often think we have to have or make ourselves have a very good reason for taking time off. When in actuality, we can enjoy days off without any quote unquote real reason at any time. Like we're adults, aren't we? So to schedule random random days off, I'm going to, please don't take this as insulting. This is how I did it. This is how it works. It's really easy. It's going to, I hope it doesn't blow your mind, but I sort of hope it does. To schedule random days off, just take a look at your calendar of choice and mark three full work days in the coming six months as off and then honor them. So if you work at a corporate job, you have personal days, you have quote unquote sick days, just off, off, off and call in sick on those days. It's a little bit subversive and it's really fun. So I did this by sprinkling some Wednesdays and Thursdays off in the next six months, and I can guarantee that future me will be happy as fuck. Like, there's no way the future me is going to be like, oh, I have Thursday off. It's terrible. Oh, this is a horrible way to exist. Not fucking happening. Also, if you haven't yet watched Ted Lasso, that's a perfect day to binge watch for no good reason. See that? Boom. (laughs) And then caveat, you will be tempted to take these days back. You will be tempted to erase them or delete the, the off designation. You will want to make them super productive or project oriented or to schedule work tasks like only in the morning because you feel super guilty about having time off. Please don't do those things. Give yourself the gift of a full, glorious, 100% responsibility free day off. I'm going to say that again because I messed it up. Give yourself the gift of a full, glorious, 100% responsibility-free day off just because, which might be the best reason of all. Just because you're a human and you're alive and therefore you need time to rest. (laughs) That's just how it is. Time habit of magnificence number three, and I say this with love, turn your goddamn phone off. Your phone does not love you, it cannot hold you, and it will not attend your funeral. It is a machine that stimulates our brain but severs us from our bodies to our detriment. Turning your phone off during the workday, again, for an hour, can help you focus. Turning it off when you're not working can help you be present with all that is happening in your life. Either way, turning your phone off for 60 minutes a day will create some freedom from the constant checking, picking up, replying, scrolling patterns that we've made during pandemic. 
I include myself in this. My screen time is up. My screen time, if you would like to know, hold on, because I'm not going to lie to you. I believe it's like two hours. Let's look at my weekly average so that I can tell on myself. My weekly average this week is two hours and one minute. There you go. Uh, and 40 minutes of that's yoga. 20 minutes is meditation. And then there's just, you know, dicking around for an hour. If you're like two hours, ha, <laughs> cool. If Then please listen now, because if you'd like to cut your phone usage by 50% or more each day, check out kristenkelp.com slash space. Space is a 21-day email class that will help you take back your time and attention with small, action-oriented daily activities. There are GIFs, there's science. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, a recent student of space, Laura, said, The internal space is deep and wide. I feel like a huge, sprawling, muddy energy disease has been removed from my system. There's so much more space to feel potential and to take action. I have space to have slow mornings, take naps, play some video games, sit outside and enjoy the sun and flowers and still get work done than I still get more work done than I ever did before because I'm not on my phone. So the fascinating thing that happens is when you're not on your phone and you can focus, you need less time for work. If the thought of having random days off, time without your phone for an hour each day, and scheduling tasks can't even begin to touch the time issues you've got going on in your business, please consider working with me through KK on Tap, online business coaching, and that's at kristenkelp.com slash tap. Because I'm actually what they call time affluent. It's a new term. I don't really like it. That's the term though. Uh, it means that I don't view time as a scarce beast coming to eat my life and soul. Um, when we work together, I can help you find, create, and enjoy time in ways that right now you probably can't even imagine because that's how it works. When you're in the phone, you're in the phone and you don't know where your time goes. You break that fog. You keep on going. I know some things about time. So you can join the waitlist for coaching at kristenkelp.com slash tap or Shoot me an email and I'll add you to the waitlist via k at kristenkelp.com. So to recap, to begin befriending time from here, these are the actions. Ready? I'm going to schedule time to complete at least three tasks you've been avoiding. Please note, that's not even, you don't have to do them yet. Just schedule time to complete at least three tasks you've been avoiding. Schedule three random you didn't earn them days off in the next six months. And the trick here is that they're not three days off in a row. This is not a mini break, though those are nice. Um, these are just like whoop, whoop, whoop. They're like little secret days that you have to yourself that don't obey any pattern. They're not around holidays or long weekends. So your boss and you can just sort of hide them in the calendar. Like no one notices you're gone. That's exactly the idea. You can turn your phone off for an hour as often as possible. I promise that makes a difference. Check out space if you would like to cut your phone time by 50% or more at kristenkelp.com slash space. That's a tremendous help. And then uh, listen to the Structure That Doesn't Suck podcast series if you would like to go deeper into befriending time or if structure is like your number one most hated, oh my God, shoot me in the face. I don't want to do this part of business. So there are people for whom energy is the hardest part of being in business. There are people for whom money is the hardest part of being in business. And there are people for whom time is the hardest part of being in business. 
if time is your hardest thing, this is not, does not even begin to touch it. And so the Structure That Doesn't Suck series of five podcasts can really, really, truly be helpful. And again, that's completely free. That's not me pushing some sort of fucking program on you. That's like, I took a tremendous amount of time and energy to make that series. So please go use it. Talk to me about it. Let me know how it goes. Otherwise, the time for coaching is soon. So if you would like to work with me for one year online from anywhere in the world, head to kristenkelp.com slash tap, join the waitlist, and those details will be yours in a couple of weeks. Thank you so, so much for listening. Please let me know what you think about this and time. Let me know which actions you take, and I will see you very soon with Money is Your Friend. May you find ways to subvert your ordinary ways of thinking about time. May you find time. May you make time. May you enjoy time. May you give far less time to your phone than to your heart, your soul, and yourself. And may you find time and a structure that works with it to help you experience time in all new ways as a result of listening. Thank you so much, and I will see you very soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.